0: The NBA playoffs continue to roll on as the first round gets closer to its midpoint and to its conclusion, but we here at Locked On Magic are already thinking about what the Orlando Magic will look like in the playoffs. We're going to go through some players that feel very playoff ready for this Orlando Magic team. We'll get to that today on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Indeed, Locked On Magic today is April 20th, a holiday for some, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert in site editor over at Orlando Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're gonna chat about the playoffs. But not about the playoffs as they are now, but the playoffs as they could have been or will be. We're going to chat X-Factors for the Orlando Magic's future playoff runs. why some players on this team are very vital and already feel like they are playoff ready. We're going to dive into that and talk a little bit about that coming up on today's episode. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing uh, in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. To search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network It's your team every day. This Orlando Magic team is not hiding from expectations anymore. You know, Jeff Weltman, Steve Clifford, when they were here, were both very, very frank and upfront about not trying to put expectations. They're not trying to openly talk about the goals in front of them. They they want things to happen naturally. They wanted it to be, frankly, easy for a, a relatively young team to play without pressure. But this young Magic team under Jabal Mosley has graduated beyond that. They have grown beyond that point. We are no longer talking about a team that... We're no longer talking about a team that uh, is hiding from expectations. That is afraid to talk about the bigger prize ahead of them. It is a a group that is, yes, mature and and understands there's a long way to go to get to the ultimate goal and get to the ultimate level they want to be at, but they're a team that knows they are ready for the next step. They are a team that knows what is at stake next season. They all said it during exit news, and it's the first time in a long time that I've heard players and even some management folk Talk openly about this team's growth and expectations. They want to make the playoffs next year. They will be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs next year. The goal is plainly to make the playoffs next year. And everything that we talk about this offseason, heading into next season, throughout next season, is going to be about this. Can the Orlando Magic make the playoffs? Will the Orlando Magic make the playoffs? And if they don't make the playoffs or the play-in or whatever postseason we want them to make, there is going to be a lot of disappointment within this front office, within this team. The postseason is the goal. It is the place the Magic want to be. It is the thing the Magic have to do. Plain and simple. This is where the Magic are headed, and this is what the Magic want to accomplish. Obviously, there's a lot of work to go to get to that. There's a lot of things that have to happen. A lot of it is internal. We are expecting the Magic to make some moves this offseason. We're not expecting Magic to sit tight like they have the last few few years, but this team has to start thinking and preparing itself for what this is all going to look like in the playoffs. What is... What is this team going to have to do or or what is this team going to need to make the postseason? That is undoubtedly the goal for this season, the goal for this team and the goal for this offseason. and, and as we sit here today, we watch the playoffs and, and I think Jeff weltman put it perfectly, I believe when he spoke to is either speaking to the media at exit or spoke to Mike Bianchi on his radio show on on, on, on a on the ninety six nine the game there it is. Uh, Like on ninety six nine, the game um, that you know you watch the playoffs and success leaves clues. It tells you a little bit about what's going to help you win and succeed. And so you look at the playoff formula, and you you know I talked a little bit about it yesterday. Physicality is really way up. Having got being able to kind of set the tone physically, it doesn't seem like it's important in the modern NBA. But it is still vitally important. It is still a big, big, big deal. And of course, that's okay. That's, 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 that's what we want to see at this point. So the Magic have to find these elements. You look back, and we'll talk maybe a little bit more about it in our, in our third segment, our national segment, uh, at the end of the show. But you look at last night's games, Milwaukee winning without Giannis, Memphis winning without Ja Morant. You need guys to step up. You need a Xavier Tillman who's going to step up and score. You need a Joe Ingles or a Drew Holiday. You need a Brooke Lopez. You need guys who might play relatively small roles but have the potential to do more. And that's where I want to put the focus today. That's what I want to talk about today. Because we're thinking about this team as a playoff team already. We're thinking, what is this team going to look like in the postseason? And as the Magic evaluate their roster, they have to be thinking, what is this player going to do for us in the playoffs? As they look to extend players like Cole Anthony or Marco Foltz or whoever, they have to be thinking, what is this player going to look like in the playoffs? Because at the end of the day, as much as I love the regular season, and I think the NBA should be doing more to make the regular season matter, everyone's legacy, championships are determined by the playoffs. It is a different animal, it is a different monster. I'm a big fan of the play in tournament because I think that's a different animal. That's a different monster. The regular season in, in itself is a different animal and a different monster. But for now, playoffs are, are the playoffs are the judge of everything. And it is different than the regular season. What works in the regular season doesn't always work in the playoffs. And you've got to be gearing yourself up for the postseason. When everyone zeroed in on exactly what you're doing, when you have to win four out of seven games, that stuff is not easy. As it's not easy on stars. Stars have to overcome a defense that knows exactly what's coming for them. And at the end of the day, as Shaquille O'Neal always puts it on the inside the NBA broadcast, you need the others. So yes, we know that Paolo Caro is going to have to find a way to solve the playoff puzzle. And look, he is probably going to struggle a little bit with it his first time in the playoffs. So you know, don't don't be run into the hills if he has a really if he doesn't have the greatest first playoff playoff trip. A lot of guys, a lot of great players. Their first time in the postseason, they figure it out, but they don't do. They 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 struggle a little bit with that first time. You know Franz Wagner the same way. I I think Franz Wagner's game is made for the playoffs. I think Paolo's game is made for the playoffs, but they can't do it alone. They need the others. They need the guys who are going to step up. And when all the pressure is on the star players, they're the ones that are going to deliver. They're the ones that are going to flip the series. Going to change the series. They're going to be the Tishon Prince. Slowing down, not stopping, What's slowing down Tracy McGrady. Every team needs a guy like that. They need what everyone would probably, you know, what generally we could call X factors. Guys who can flip a series on its head. And so as we look at this Magic roster, as we look at this team, who are the guys that are going to change a game? Who are the guys that if, you know, someone has to miss a game are going to step up? Who are the guys... They're going to be the players that turn a 50-50 series into a series win, like Michael Petrus did in the 2009 Eastern Conference Finals, or like Jameer Nelson did in the first round against the Charlotte Bobcast in 2010. You know, that obviously was an elite, elite team, but, you know, Martian Gortat in Game 6 against the Philadelphia 76ers. Martian Gortat was an X-factor. He changed games because when he came, when Dwight Howard took his 10 minutes of rest, he was able to give Dwight Howard 10 minutes of rest because he could still provide the same level of defense, not the same level, but a solid level of defense and be a great screener to help Hito Turkoglu, to help Rashard Luce, to help Jameer Nelson still keep that level of play when Dwight was out of the games. You could go through all of Magic history and find guys like Nick Anderson stealing the ball for Michael Jordan. These guys matter. Dennis Scott hitting threes. These guys matter. And they matter a lot in the playoffs. Fortunately for the Orlando Magic, I already see a few players who seem ready and primed to step up in these playoff moments and guys that we can't wait to see in those pressure games. We're going to chat about those players coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. That's exactly what we're talking about on today's show. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with more than 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride eligible items only exclusions apply What we're talking about today, then, are not the star players. Not Paolo Caro, not Franz Wagner. Those guys, when the Magic get in the playoffs, those guys are going to need to be able to perform. And, and obviously, the best players always step their games up a little bit in the playoffs. You know, We saw that with Nikola Vucevic in 2020. We saw that certainly with Dwight Howard throughout his time with the Orlando Magic, especially when they were contending for titles. Um, certainly after the 2007 playoffs, when he really struggled against that Pistons team, he really came on in 08 and then, of course, had brilliant playoff postseasons in 09 as well as 2010. Um, it's it's not those guys. We're not talking about those guys. Those guys, of course, need to step up. They're super important. It's the guys on the fringes. It's your Wendell Carters. It's your Marco Fultz's. It's the guys that I want to highlight here today because I think they had great seasons and showed us exactly why they're going to be valuable when this team is ready to compete for something greater. And I want to start with a guy who— Already has a lot of big game experience and big moments under his belt in in, in ways that are somewhat unexpected. A guy that is a true wild card for this team. And that's Jalen Suggs. We all know that Jalen Suggs has had big moments before. It's not just a shot against UCLA in the NCAA tournament with Gonzaga. That was a clutch moment. A moment that will live on forever and... A moment that has helped feed Jalen Suggs's reputation. But guess what? He's also doubled down on that reputation. He had a huge moment. A huge three against the Golden State Warriors, followed up by a couple steals off Steph Curry. Uh, late in a November game against the Warriors. He had the game-winning shot against the Chicago Bulls. And we know what Suggs can bring on the defensive end. You look at how a player like Dylan Brooks is helping the Memphis Grizzlies guard LeBron James, or you look at what Marcus Smart's been able to do for his career, a, a really a big comparison that a lot, of, a lot of people have been making for Jalen Suggs, now that they've kind of lowered his offensive expectations a little bit, everyone sees that he can be a defensive game changer like a guy like Marcus Smart. You can see what those players do for their teams. Their scoring, their ability to step up to the plate is what's gonna help Memphis advance through the playoffs, is what's gonna help Boston get deep into this playoffs, help them make the finals last year. We know Jalen Suggs still has a lot of work to do. His three-point shot is not where it needs to be, but he took some major steps this year. And obviously, after the All-Star break, he played some of his best basketball, even shooting 34% from beyond the arc. The three-point shot's coming. He's gonna get hopefully a full offseason to to train and get better and improve. And we may see Jalen Sugg's return to Orlando a very different player. So having said that, Suggs is the exact kind of player that you need to succeed in the playoffs. He is a guy that you could throw in and create a little chaos and it off the bench. Give a little bit of just give a little bit of intensity, especially on the defensive end. A guy who is a potential closer, a guy that you could trust perhaps to make those big shots who isn't afraid of the moment. Jalen Suggs is a tough defender. Just watch how he defends anybody in this league. He gets after And while he may not be perfect quite yet, he's able to get deflections. He's able to get steals. He's able to be in front of his man more often than not. He is willing to bring the physicality, sometimes too much, but that's what young players do. Suggs, to me, is a guy that is built for the playoffs. And I think next year he's going to be so important for this Orlando Magic team. Next year he is going to be a player who makes a real difference for this group and for this team. A guy who a guy who is going to to to, to be a, a defensive difference maker. I am really excited to see Jalen Suggs develop because I see him as a huge factor for this team in a playoff series. You need a little bit of an edge. You need a guy that's going to get into someone and and set that physical tone on the perimeter. That's Jalen Suggs. That is what the playoffs are about. His style of defense especially is built for the playoffs. And the fact that he is not afraid of any moment, he has not been afraid of how poorly he's played offensively early on in his career. He's kept on that grind and gotten better. That's all a positive sign for him to continue growing and developing. And again, next year when the Magic are in the playoffs, would not surprise me if Jalen Suggs is closing a lot of games, especially if the Magic are ahead. If the Magic are ahead, Jalen Suggs is going to close games as that defensive stopper. He is someone that adds a whole lot extra to this scene. And I'm really excited to see him play. I also have to stay in the backcourt for my next pick for the Magic's X-Factor, and that's Cole Anthony. Because one thing you certainly need in the NBA playoffs is a guy who, our players who can go above their station, who can go above their averages and really change games. We all remember what Jamal Crawford did to us in the 2011 NBA playoffs against Atlanta. That scoring off the bench, that was a big part of Atlanta's um, success that year, but that scoring off the bench was something the Magic couldn't match. Um, they couldn't match his shot making and, his big, and, and the big shots that he took throughout that series. Um, Orlando... I'd have to look back at that series, but I would imagine Orlando probably won the starters' minutes that series. I mean, Atlanta couldn't do anything with, with Dwight Howard. They struggled with their outside shot with Atlanta single covering, uh covering him, but um, but I would but Jamal Crawford was what tipped that series in Atlanta's favor. Having a heater off the bench is a big deal. And the magic, and we'll see. Maybe it's not set yet, and certainly he's not Jamal Crawford, but Cole Anthony is looking like he is someone who can score big off the bench. He is looking like someone who can make a huge difference off the bench for this team. Someone who plays at a high level. Able to score points in bunches. Able to create his own shot. And it's gotten a lot smarter about the way he creates those shots. The way Cole Anthony finished the season, if Cole Anthony takes how he played after the All-Star break, and that's how he plays... The rest of his career. The efficiency was obviously there. He shot like 45, 46% from three, you know, around 42%, 42, 43, 44% overall. If he plays like that, he is a super valuable player off the bench. May not be starting, may not be exactly what he hoped for and exactly what he imagined, but that is a big, big, big. Big thing for this Orlando Magic team. A big just push. A big moment. It's big. And Cole Anthony being able to play like that in a playoff series can in fact change games because it allows you to rest some of your starters. It allows you to take the ball out of a Franz Wagner's hands or Paolo Bancaro's hands and let someone else create a little bit. It gives you that floor spacing and shooting that we so desperately need. I am not, I, I think Orlando needs to add a shooter and add a couple more shooters. But to me, when I look at this offseason, the needs are less about adding a bunch of players to the starting lineup. I think the starting lineup is actually pretty pretty good. You know, you could always upgrade at places, and I don't think the Magic should be afraid to upgrade. But I think that really what the Magic need to do and spend their offseason on is adding depth. So, adding a couple shooters to spread the floor around Cole Anthony so you can balance your lineups a little bit better, Um, you know, have your rotations be a little bit more balanced. I think that's the ultimate direction this team needs to go. And so much of it is based off of, you know, Gary Harris shooting the way that he shot last year. And and again, I know there are some bad games mixed in there, but Gary Harris shot very, very well last year. Um, It is Cole Anthony shooting at the level that he finished the season shooting at. It's Jalen Suggs improving as a three-point shooter. Franz Wagner continuing to, sh- to, to grow as a three-point shooter. Wendell Carter being a better three-point shooter as well. It is, uh, uh, although I think Wendell Carter needs to mix up his, his shots, his, his popping and his rolling a little bit better. Um, it is Jalen Suggs improving as a three-point shooter. The Magic have a lot of the pieces they need to be successful. I, 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 they're not far from being a, a really solid playoff team. And a lot of it's just growth. And as Jeff Bultman said after the season, a lot of it is just—a lot of it is just uh, 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 doing—it's uh, it, playing clean basketball, as he put it. Not turning the ball over, is not, not fouling as much, just being more consistent over 48 minutes. And that's what you expect young teams to do and have to learn. And if it clicks, it's going to click, and it's going to be really, really special here. There's no reason to think that it's not going to get progressively better— it, it still takes work, obviously, and there's still things that the Magic have to do, I think, to help foster that. But it's it's all the pieces are there already. And so when I look at this roster and I look at guys like Cole Anthony, like Jalen Suggs, even a guy like Goga Patadze, who I think could really be successful in a playoff series for this Magic team, uh, or give this Magic team something that they really need in the playoffs. All the pieces and elements are there to look at this team as a playoff team and prepare for this team as a playoff team. But now we have to watch them continue to grow, continue to build, and continue to get a whole lot better. We're going to do our, our daily lottery spin, plus talk a little bit about the playoffs from last night. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Obviously, the playoffs continue on. Some great games last night. The Memphis Grizzlies holding off the Los Angeles Lakers. Just a, a really tough performance. Something that you expect from a, a team of Memphis's caliber. You know, you look, you look at them. You look at the Milwaukee Bucks who blew out the Miami Heat behind a, 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 a team record 25 three pointers, a team playoff record 25 three pointers. Um, you you look at how those teams played without their stars, and and you know you look at championship level teams. They can still succeed without their stars. They need their stars to win titles, obviously. They need their stars, um, you know. You know when it's more than just one game, but they can win without their stars. And, and I think that's an area where the Magic are still not quite there. That's why I'm a bit. That's why I'm a big believer to spend your money on depth this summer. You don't need the super. You don't need to make the superstar trade yet. Go get some depth. Go add add pieces so that you could play a similar style. You could play. A similar way, you just you tweak and adjust some few things, obviously without a star player, but you have that consistent base and you have consistent threats throughout your lineup. So that you know, if you lose a Paolo Benkard, all of a sudden it's like, where do we get that scoring from? Who's gonna who's gonna step up? What bench players need to step in, step up and fill in? Those are always questions. When the Magic, I mean, the reason why the Magic season got derailed this year, you know, yeah, they lost both their point guards, which hurts, but which would hurt any team. But injuries killed this team. Anytime the Magic were missing key players, they really, really, really struggled. Uh, And so you look at a team like Memphis. They had Xavier Tillman step up in a big way. They've had John Conchar play some critical minutes, make some critical plays that really just fits exactly what they're trying to do. With Milwaukee, you had Brooke Lopez step up and, and be a little bit more of a star. You had Joe Ingles hit threes. You had all those guys play major minutes and major roles and just do things exactly how they needed to do them. Um, just really, really impressive play. And then obviously, like Denver's a great example of that too. I know they had all their guys last night, obviously, in holding off Minnesota, uh, but they just play their style no matter what. What's, what's great about Nikola Jokic and, and you know what both makes him an MVP and, and I think hurts some of the, the MVP narrative around him is that it doesn't matter what is going on around him. Um, it doesn't, that stuff doesn't matter. What matters to him is making the right play. And, you know, he can have a game where he doesn't score a lot of points, but he's affecting a lot of the offense. He's getting a lot of assists. He's directing the team uh, and, and, and finding the right guys and finding that hot hand. And, and they have a bunch of guys, you know, whether it's Jamal Murray, whether it's Michael Porter, whether it's Aaron Gordon, they have a bunch of guys who can be that lead scorer and take over games when they, when they need to. And, and, and again, you look at the successful teams. That's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are all all stars. Like Drew Holiday's an all star. Chris Middleton's an all star. Giannis is an all star. You need top end talent to win at the highest levels. We're not. I'm not sitting here saying that the Magic should just be happy with what they have, um, and not look to improve. Like, if there are options to improve this roster, you have to take them. You have to explore them. Uh, but at the same time, I think what's really important for the Magic right now is adding depth. Why? Why is Philadelphia so much better this year than they were last year? Their depth is a lot better than it's been in a long time. You know, I think I think a lot of people are optimistic about Philadelphia because they've got. It feels like they have more than just Embiid now. You know, I would honestly say the reason why Philadelphia is playing so much better uh, and why they have a better shot at a championship this year than they had in a long time is Embiid just. It feels like Embiid just trusts his teammates for the first time in a long time. Like he's not feeling like he has to do everything. Like he got he, he got doubled really hard in game two, and he was constantly able to find. Open players and, and just trusted them to make the right plays. And obviously, Philadelphia, they're playing a Brooklyn team that isn't really a sixth no offense, Brooklyn, but uh, that's a solid team. I'm really excited for the competition between Orlando and Brooklyn next year. Uh, but, but you know, Philadelphia is just, a, you know, they've, Philadelphia and Boston have looked like the two best teams in the playoffs so far, to, to be perfectly honest. And, you know, maybe Sacramento is in that group too, but those two teams look really, really good and look a class above everyone else right now in the postseason. Yeah, some of that has to do with they're playing probably the two weakest opponents in the playoffs at the moment. Let's do our daily lottery spin. Um, We're getting a number four pick again here. So I want to like talk a little bit about how to read the Thompson Twins. Um, our, our, Our lottery spin today, Detroit gets the first pick, Charlotte second, Utah third, Orlando fourth. Orlando also sitting with the 11th pick. Go through the usual things. I think Orlando has to make sure they get a shooter with one of their picks in this draft. Uh so, so you know, it all that all that jazz. Um the fourth pick to me is really, really interesting. Um we're all expecting that the top three is gonna be Wimbenyama and then in some order Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. At four is where the draft gets really interesting because then it becomes about who do you value and what do you value. Um we obviously have I think there are three players in the running for that fourth pick. It's Amen Thompson, Asar Thompson, and Cam Whitmore. Um, to me, those are probably the, that next tier of, of draft prospects after that big three. And, you know, we, I've kind of danced around it a little bit, but I, I think we need to talk, you know, and we'll talk more about this when we do deeper dives into the draft, but we need to talk a little bit about the Thompson Twins and, and how to evaluate them. Um, the Thompson Twins, if you don't know who they are, no, don't worry if you're not a basketball junkie, you probably don't. The Thompson Twins played last year for a, 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 for a team called Overtime Elite. Uh, and Overtime Elite... Uh, plays in this—it's a professional league, but it's not like—it's not a real league. It's—it's. It's, I don't want to call it glorified pickup because that feels insulting, but it's not your—it's Euro, not Eurobasket. It's not even the G League. It's—it's—it's it's, it's definitely a full step, if not another step below, uh, below the G League. The G League is a better league than where the Thompson Twins were playing last year. So, um, both Amin and Asar are really, really athletic players. I believe Amen is the uh, is the point guard of the two. Asar is more the, the, the shooting guard. I tend to lean more towards Asar. Um, from what I've read about him, he's a little bit of a better shooter. Uh, Amen is certainly a better playmaker, able to get into the paint whenever he wants. Um, Asar can do that a little bit too, but he's just he's just a little bit of a better shooter, uh, a little bit more of a slasher-type score, which I think is more of what the Magic need. Uh, but both these guys did not shoot particularly well um, at this level and 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 they, they scored plenty but you know they're also they're just, they're still very raw athletes and 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 that's their biggest calling card right now is is they are extremely talented athletes they will they will get past guys they will finish at the rim they you know we we just don't know how this is all going to translate and and so i think teams I mean, this reminds me a lot about all the about all the high schoolers that entered the league in the late '90s and early 2000s. There's just it's just hard to like figure out what their game tape means and how their game is going to translate. And obviously, I think right now like high schoolers are more advanced now than they were in the early aughts. Um, I, I think right now high schoolers are more prepared for the NBA. Um, I was kind of surprised that the NBA is not going to get rid of the one and done rule um, because. Uh, I think I think today the the league is better prepared to receive these high schoolers, and I think high schoolers are better prepared to come to the league with the way that they train, the way that AAU works now, uh, the way that the USA Basketball system works now. Especially, I, I do think that they're more prepared for the league. But these guys are NBA have NBA ready bodies, but are their skills ready for the NBA? And I think that's a real question, and, and it's not a question that I don't know if I'm prepared to answer. I got to study more tape on these guys, but. If, if you're looking for the alternative, Cam Whitmore at four, I think would be a really good alternative. Really great score. Can get to the basket. Not as athletic as the Thompson Twins, but a little bit more reliable as a shooter. Obviously played at Villanova, so he's he's played some big-time basketball. His Nova team struggled. They didn't make the tournament this year. Uh, so th- I think that's been a little bit of a knock against him as he scored a lot of points but didn't win a lot of games or didn't win enough games, obviously, uh, to make the NCAA tournament. So that's always a concern. Uh, and, and then, of course, you have to wonder – is this guy willing to be a secondary score? Can he be a secondary score? Can he move off the ball? And I think that's that's a big question uh for, for a guy like him. So, you know, I talked about this yesterday. This draft, there are talented players, but there is a big drop-off after number three. And there are a lot of guys that have talent that can fill needs, that can play, that, that should be able to play, but also have really fatal flaws and aren't going to be perfect fits for a lot of teams. And you look at the magic team that feels like they're ready to win now, but that feels like they want to win now, there are less of those kinds of prospects in the 4-5-6 in the range unless you're going to reach for a Grady Dick at this point who has a very defined skill. You can slot him in and he can just do that skill. Um, you know, Again, that's why I'm kind of big on Jordan Hawkins. He's a little bit of an older player. He knows what he's doing. He knows his skill. He knows what he's good at. He played in an NBA caliber offense uh, at UConn. Doesn't have a lot of upside beyond what he, you know, guys can get better. I'm not saying that. But he doesn't have necessarily star upside, but he could be a great three-nd shooter. He could be a great on-the-move shooter, which is so vital in the NBA. So that's kind of what this draft is. We're going to dive plenty more into this draft. Uh, I'm going to maybe work on my my first mock draft uh, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com today. I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do there. Uh, but we'll, we will talk plenty more about this draft. And obviously, we're still doing our daily spins to try and just introduce you a little bit to the draft before we really do our deep dives starting around the lottery. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philip_rr_omd. underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in. himo, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the publics and all the podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com because follow us there on Twitter at Daily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, including Lockdown NBA with complete recaps of the NBA playoff games, certainly doing better than I can with the local experts who know their team best. Definitely pay attention to the playoffs, folks. We also want to thank our everydayers, guys who listen to our podcast, guys or girls, who listen to our podcast every single day. We truly appreciate you guys uh, tuning in every day. Try to give you something new every day. So if you want to join our everyday club, be sure to check us out every single day, Monday through Friday, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. We're gonna talk about offseason needs a little bit more, talk about the direction the magic wanna go in the offseason. We're gonna to get to that uh in the very, very near. We're gonna to get to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode. Of-